Hey, bro. How are you? All good? I'm very good. We are live and we are kicking. It's nice. Friday. Absolutely. Happy Friday. Yeah, you too. Nice one. Yeah, I've been looking forward to the weekend. It's been a bit of uh it's been a good week overall, but it's been a little bit stressful. I've had some uh little bit of anxiety from some stuff that's going on with I'm switching over from being a sole trader to a limited company and there's a lot more like re- regulatory requirements that's a mouthful regulatory yeah. <laughs> a lot more requirements so it just means yeah. it's it's a uh, more of an investment with uh accountants but other than that it's, it's all good but yeah it's, surely it's not too much to do that switch with an accountant like it's i mean a limited company set up here is like seven quid i know there's some like hmrc stuff and that sort of thing but it's like is it how different is it in in ireland i'm not sure how different it is but like i know for me to to get set up and, and switch over it's going to be two grand in in once-off fees yeah because uh, they have to like deregister bash re-register re-register the company um and then yeah. The monthly fees are also higher yeah. for reporting stuff and all that kind of stuff but i mean first world problems right like it's it's not yeah. it's, it's not going to ruin me but it's like you know anytime you're making it i think obviously it depends how wealthy you are mm. but for normal people like us i think when you're making an investment more than a couple of grand it's like whoa scary at times you know yeah it's like bigger overheads isn't it when you're growing yeah you're growing your business and that well well, that's that's exciting isn't it that you're doing uh becoming well you are going to be owning a separate entity to yourself now yeah that's the big thing like I wasn't even like that sure of like what's the biggest difference between a sole trader and having a, a limited company but that's essentially the thing you know it's like you are essentially an employee of your own company so you're not you're not going to have any issues if for if worse came to worst you know and went bankrupt there's a different you know a lot of different laws around it you know so um Mm. yeah but yeah I'm happy I'm I'm very happy that I've kind of got to this point I've been really looking forward to uh you know chatting with you as well because uh I know we've talked a bit here and there the last kind of few months and stuff but yeah last time we did the podcast um was was that at the end of 2018 uh no it was actually the when was it now it was november 2020 19 2020 no uh, yeah because i launched the podcast in 2020 in november 2020 so it was over I think we recorded it like November or December 2020, but I released it uh, like Jan, Feb 21, I think. Nice. Yeah, I've completely lost track. Like the whole like COVID of, you know, from March 2020 to whenever it finished mid last year, mid 22, like that whole year and a half to two years is just Mm -hmm. in my mind seems like a bit of a blur. It's like crazy time. Um. Yeah, 100%. Sorry, you broke up a bit there? Yeah, I was just saying, it's like nothing happened in terms of like, because everyone was like stuck in, etc. It's, uh, yeah, just, it just, that year amalgamated into like, into not even a year. It's weird. (laughs) 
yeah it's really weird i'm sure everybody had a very you know kind of similar experience of just how messed up it was you know so it's something that we all have in common and we've all everyone's gone through a lot of struggles through those couple of years because like um i know for me like it just it messed up so many things like holidays and meeting up with friends or even my friends going to my friend's wedding and you know it was mm. weddings were limited to 25 people which is <laughs> crazy it was still good fun but it messed up so many things and then obviously the worst side of it of you know people you know getting sick or actually passing away like it's so very like crazy time so it's just great that we've yeah. kind of gone through it now yeah put that behind us i think move forward until the next pandemic yeah. hopefully not for a long time i mean the, yeah. last, the last one was the spanish flu back in i think it was 1918 or 1920 it was like during or just after world war one I, I think yeah so the next one will be around 21 18 21 20 or something like that yeah after our lifetime i think <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> no good good yeah but um we yeah we we spoke then and you've you've done quite a lot since we last spoke because i know we we talked a lot about mindset and uh, and pts but you you are not calling yourself a personal trainer anymore you're like you am i right in saying you're more of a, a coach do you want to go dive into that to see sort of where you've and you've obviously you've done a little, little bit of traveling you've lived across europe um for like four five six months or whatever it was but um yeah tell us a little bit about what you've done this um in, what was your 2022 like yeah it's been like a lot of things that happened over the last few years um I used to call myself a personal trainer and that was kind of adequate at the time because I was working with people in person in the gym on a one-to-one or in group basis mm -hmm. but after you know specifically doing personal training for um about four years I'd you know gradually come to the realization that you know most people only are going to be in the gym for maybe two hours of a week <clears throat> so you're there for two hours out of 168 hours mm. that's you're you're literally spending like one to two percent of your entire week in the gym you know doing a workout and the other 166 hours of the week is where everything else happened and so logically for me, you know, I want to constantly move forward and, you know, focus on growth. So it didn't make any sense to just stay a personal trainer. And I was like, well, if I really want to cover everything, I should be a holistic health coach because like, and you know, <clears throat> from us working together, that's like, there's so much more to making a change that lasts for good than just, mm. oh, here's a training plan to follow, or here's a food plan to follow. Like you literally need to look at everything you know your sleep your food your movement your training uh you know your stress levels your anxiety your mental health score like everything you can think of it needs to be addressed because when you want to make a change that's sustainable and lasts for good it's about looking at your physical health mental health emotional health um and obviously your spiritual health is important but that's not something that i'd specialize in that's obviously something that's unique to to everybody but those are the big three you know physical mental emotional so with holistic health coaching now you know i feel that just um represents me a lot better 
because when I'm working with people, you know, we want to have a look at every single thing, you know? Mm. So I just feel like it's a much more um, sustainable approach. And it's, it's something, you know, I've always been a big fan of covering every element and not just being one-sided, you know, and most importantly, it helps people to feel their best. And, you know, after us working together for a period of time, whether it's eight weeks or, you know, 16 weeks or six months or whatever it is, you know, that person is then fully empowered with everything that they need to know to then continue on their journey, you know? So that's kind of the the big reason why I switched over to being a a holistic health coach. So yeah, yeah. (laughs) I have to call, <laughs> I have to call a few people out in it, you know, because like even my girlfriend or some of my friends are like, "Oh, how's the personal training going?" I'm like, "Ah, uh, I'm an ex personal trainer, not anymore." Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just an important distinction, I think. Yeah, I think yeah. So, what would you define the word holistic? Like when people ask you, or if any, maybe I'm the first that's asked you this, but what does holistic actually mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just means that you're taking a whole approach. So, yes, you know, most people, let's say that want to, um, you know, they want to get fitter, they want to get stronger, right? They just look at, okay, I'm going to go to the gym, and I'm going to do whatever, do the machines and do a little bit here and there. And like, the thing is, like, that's, that's only the surface of it, you know, because if you look into why people want to make a change, it's, it's usually not the vanity stuff, you know, of like, oh, I want to tone up or get leaner. Usually there's, there's things below that of like, oh, actually, you know, the last few months or years, I haven't been feeling that confident. You know, when I go into work, I don't feel good in my clothes. So when I'm with my colleagues or when I'm doing a presentation work, my lower confidence is actually really affecting me. So I don't feel good. And that's having a knock on effect on my mental health. Or mm-hmm. with other people, it's like, you know, uh, they struggle a lot with their anxiety or with not knowing how to manage their stress. And th- that could be not just from work, but it could be from any part of life. It could be financial stress, uh, emotional stress, uh, work stress, um, you know, trauma that they've experienced in the past. So the thing that I'm more interested in looking at is like, okay, it's it's really great to have those surface level goals of get stronger, get fitter, tone up, look great. But then the other things are like, okay, if we if we go below the surface, it's like that uh, photo of an iceberg, you know? Mm, yeah. It's like only the tip of the iceberg is what sticks out, but mm. 95% of the iceberg is under the water. You can't even see it. So that's like, you know, our mental health or, or our traumas or things that are below that. And like we all behave or act in certain ways, mostly based off what traumas or what things we've experienced in younger life. So obviously, like I'm not a counselor, but when I work with people, I'm I'm very open to just listening, you know, to what they have to say and being like, okay, how can we find a way that's specific to you that's going to allow you to feel your best physically, mentally, emotionally, give you, you know, goals that are, you know, manageable and do things you know, that allows you to most importantly, just feel your best, you know, because at the end of the day, that's the most important thing of, you know, you want to feel your best every day. And so the approach for each person then would be slightly different, you know. Um, so I hope that kind of answers how I'd kind of look at the holistic side of things. It makes total sense. And I think, um, 
yeah, it's very much something that is, I think, a lot more um, needed um, uh, than to just a personal trainer that can get you in the gym and show you how to use equipment and and a bit of the nutrition side of things because I think there's a massive thing that's around those two things and that was something that I definitely needed uh, through yourself and that was the mindset and the understanding of and the science behind it and there's there's all these other things there's like five other factors um, that don't include um, going to the gym exercising outside the gym and food um, it's actually more than that isn't it it's way more than that it's it's a whole life learning experience that takes a mindset to do. some people just naturally have it some people don't like I definitely didn't I, I didn't start going to the gym till I met you at the age of what 20 27 was it 27 yep. so it's like I didn't I did I stepped foot in a gym like three times before that fuck knows what I was doing but, uh, <laughs> but yeah uh, yeah so I definitely think it's like it's a it's good what you're doing i feel like i've never heard that before um it's yeah i feel like it's a bit of a niche and it's good that you're covering a spectrum of of different things that will help you achieve the goals you want the eating habits and the uh the the habits in the gym yeah Yeah. that's good and it doesn't necessarily have to be in the gym either you know because now that i've shifted to working mostly you know with women uh a, a lot of my my clients, you know, the ladies that I work with, you know, generally they either have had a bad experience in the gym before. So they feel uncomfortable mm. in that environment or they've just never been a fan of it. Or actually the third one of, you know, just the time aspect of it as well is, is huge because mm. if you need to drive 30 minutes to go to a gym, you need to find parking, then you need to actually go do your session and then get sorted. You know, you're losing it a, a at least an hour and a half to two hours out of your day so Mm. the great thing is you can actually train from home and the way that i set up my eight-week transformation program is that everything is via video call so that we can you literally can just join in with either a one-to-one session or a class and you can do your session at home and you've just saved an hour in your day yeah Um, you know so um, that's why I said earlier, it's like everyone is is has needs their own unique approach because some people love going to the gym and they love being in that environment and they love getting out of the house. And then other people, as I said, for those three reasons, might want to go there. And that's absolutely fine. And that's that's kind of a, a key thing that you don't actually need to go to a gym to see a lot of positive, you know, progress or results mm. with your yeah. physical health, your your mental health um and feeling good so i think that's just an important thing you know i wanted to point out because it's something a few people have mentioned to me before of like oh well if i can't actually go to a gym maybe i can't get results but you can for sure um so yeah and um you know the thing is like because everyone is on their own journey there'll always be a need for people who just specifically do personal training and because not everybody is ready to look at every part you know so like i know quite overwhelming can't it yeah exactly yeah it can be overwhelming like and like even like before i started working with a counselor back in at the start of 2019 you know if someone had asked me about my mental health or my anxiety or stress Mm -hmm. levels or whatever it was you know pre-2019 
I wouldn't have even been open to that conversation, you know? So it, it just depends on, you know, where you're at in your, in your journey, you know? Yeah, definitely. I do think, yeah. And I guess diving into that, not personally talking about yourself now with that, because you've been through that journey and I've been through a similar journey um, back in like 2015, 16, I think I had, a, yeah, around that time. Yeah, it was about 2014, 15, 16. So about three years. And uh, yeah, you sort of have to, you have to really want to help yourself, don't you? Um, I guess I don't know, like if people are ever ready for it or you just throw yourself in. But I very much, because I was in a really shitty state, um, I wanted I wanted to get help and I didn't know where to start. So obviously I went to my GP. My GP referred me to um, like um, sort of like a mental health um, one-on-one session and then they referred me to, well, you can either wait to have a one-on-one coaching for six weeks or whatever session. We could be part of a group that does... Um, Ah, uh, oh God, what's it called? Um, C- CBT. So I did CBT and I found that pretty useful. I did some of the exercises they, they asked me to do. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously homework and that. And I feel because I just, I wanted to like stop feeling like that because I knew I felt like it before I'd got out the rut. Then I got into it again at some point down the line and got out the rut and it, it was just a vicious cycle. Mm-hmm. And i tell you what, actually, this is going to sound a bit harsh to the other people in the room, but <laughs> Go for the, it. Um, <laughs> the, the one of the main reasons why I sort of got out the rut from one of the last times I ever remember from going to the CBT classes, everyone in that room maybe by a couple of people were like a hell of a lot worse off than I was. Mm-hmm. I had a roof over my head. I wasn't paying rent. Well, actually I was, I was, I was, I was living with my grandparents at the time. I was paying like minimal rent. Like I had a job. I had, I had a, a girlfriend at the time. Like I was DJing. It's like, what was wrong with me? Nothing. Like the, these people going in there and the, they were like, they couldn't afford to pay their bills one month. So they had serious issues. I didn't. So I was like, I need to just like sort myself out, um, which, you know, it's it's not something I guess sometimes it's like that doesn't mean I should be inexcused mm-hmm. because everyone has different battles with their head and everyone's different. But I, I guess I understood I was like, I'm not actually that bad. So even though I had my own personal mental problems in my head mm-hmm. that I couldn't seem to shift, I realized that there was people with those problems plus added stresses of everyday adult life so that's what made me i guess get out that rut and maybe not go back Mm -hmm. into that state quicker i don't know yeah no i totally can relate to that because it's very there's a word for it uh, and there's this really good instagram page that i've been following for the last few years um Mm. the holistic psychologist i think is her page yeah she put up a post today i can't remember what the word is but it's very easy to you know kind of place that that judgment on yourself well of your like you know when you're like oh well when i compare myself to somebody else i haven't had it as bad as them yes so then you almost you feel guilty because you're like oh i shouldn't be complaining about my situation but the thing is like everyone's experience is different Mm. so you don't want to like belittle your own experience like what you've experienced and how you feel as a result is is just how it is, you know? And there's, like, that's a, a trap that I've fallen into a lot in the past is, like, 
compare myself to other people and like when you're on Instagram I know for me anyway I feel miserable when I compare myself to other people or in that kind of situation when you compare your your trauma almost with somebody else's then it's like it can almost make you feel worse so definitely you know I I wouldn't like belittle the experience that you've had but you know you want to obviously when you when you're and we'll get into it like whenever you worked with a counselor in the past um you know did you get to to work through that and then come out better the other side or like what was your experience like working kind of through that that situation that you were in at the time um so yeah i I didn't ever do any one-on-one sort of sessions it was just in a group and it was for like i think it was like every other week or once a month i think or something and it was a few people in a room then you got given these booklets on and that's where i learned the difference between depression and the anxiety and i realized it was anxiety that i had rather than depression um so i don't think i was ever depressed i felt down but i felt down because of my anxiety it was like a sort of like anxiety was up worrying about the future too much um way too much and putting pressure on unnecessary pressure on myself Mm -hmm. um but through going to these cbt sessions there was a lady from the university of birmingham or it was aston university one of the two um and i I don't know if there were students or doctors or but she was quite young and she was like we want to um we're take we're paying people to come in and answer a series of questions over six months with um what's the brain scans called this um mri MRI, yeah yeah. mri and have some mri scans over the course of actually it was a year it was a year it was part of an experiment for a year or trial not trials um like a mindset how they wanted to monitor the brain and I was it was quite intensive because it was every other it's every quarter I think and it was it was from there and she asked a few people I I volunteered because um you get paid like 40 quid to be there for the day and they just ask you ask you loads and loads of questions like it's quite intensive um and then they they get you to do some like brain activities on the computer and then I I got a picture of like can't remember what it was what it was for now but it was for some leading university in germany that it was linked to and i've got a picture of like what's going on in my brain but i actually never read i've got got, i'll have to like dig it out because i actually never really understood what i was getting myself in for for i know i was putting my my brain scanned and it was going to like russian scientists or something (laughs) i don't know but yeah but i think going to the them them meetings because it was one-on-one and just talk because there would be questions like what's the worst thing you've ever done and um who in your family have you have you hurt before and give us you know it was like them sort of questions and i didn't have to answer them but i wanted to and i guess just talking about loads of stuff yeah just made me i don't know i guess more of a talkative person person and coming out my shell a bit and yeah it's less less anxiety I suppose nice yeah I was thinking getting 40 quid as well when you're a student or you're you're you know working your way up that was a lot of money back in the day <laughs> well yeah it was actually and I remember I booked a day off work so I was getting paid from work for having a holiday and plus that as well nice. <laughs> it's all right yeah hopefully your ex-boss doesn't listen to this <laughs> yeah she can screw herself <laughs> <laughs> oh my god um, <laughs> i'm only uh, joking no i'm not she was she was mean she was a, she uh, was a mean boss she contributed to your trauma 
Yeah. Yeah. She was um, one of these, um, like, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't speak, I don't like speaking like bad of anyone really, but yeah, like she didn't, she used to just come in, in the office in the morning. I like, but we, so there'll be three of us in the office and we used to have a good laugh, good banter, still do the work. And then she'd come in and like bring the whole mood down. I don't know. She's just one of those people that just was just mis- miserable all the time. Miserable. You know, like, have you ever been around someone like that and they bring your mood down? Yeah. And it's, Some, it's, yeah, it's the energy. Yeah. They're, they're just, a, they're just a, a vampire when it comes to energy. They just suck it out of you and you're, oh, man. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, that, that's a digress in there. But yeah. Uh, so yeah, she, she can stuff it. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's a, it's a tough one. Like when you're in that situation, like, cause when you're in a work environment <clears throat> with people like that, you don't really have an option you know you can't be like you know if if i ever experienced someone like that in my personal life i'd be like okay they're on the blacklist of people that i don't want to be around because you know that's just not the type of person i want to be with you know you want to be with people who are uplifting who support you with things who who give you energy not take energy away but when you're in a work environment like that with with people it's really difficult and um yeah, I think it's one of the reasons like uh, a lot of people end up moving jobs. It's not because they don't like the job, but it's the environment or the culture that that mm. they're in. And, you know, who, who you're spending your time with is so important. Like um, there's a great quote, I think it's from Jim Rohn. It's like, you're the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. Yeah. So if you spend all your time with five people who are energy suckers, you're probably going to feel awful. But if you spend your time with people who are, supportive and doing like-minded things or have that growth mindset you know it literally like changes everything in your life so um, yeah i really 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 like that quote um i know since when i when i first heard that i was like i need to find five people and surround myself well not specifically five but surround myself with like-minded people and that's what i did so within like the business and property industry like it's like one of the supportive and largest network groups I've ever had in my life. And I just, yeah, it just feels just really good to be, to be part of and everyone wants everyone to be successful. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah, it is. Cause it's like, <clears throat> there's way too many people out there that, you know, they're unhappy with their current situation. So then they project their insecurities or their unhappiness onto you to try and bring you down. So like your circle is so important. That's why, you know, I'm really happy that we met because, you know, I think we're very like-minded in how, how we approach things and kind of our, our outlook on things, you know, so. 100%. And just going into that, actually, a little bit, just what we're discussing. Um, what's your thoughts on family when it comes to that? In anything in particular? No, family when it comes to keeping that up, keeping them at arm's length your family might be great but <laughs> my, my family are not great if i'm totally yeah. honest when it when it when it comes to um i'm, I'm not gonna name drop or say who who or what in my family but i i've got certain members in in my family where i can't be around them for that long because um <clears throat> the amount of times where i've gone around on a on a day certain day and i've been just for just because you know i want to keep in touch you want to see my family yeah. i limit my time because by the time I've been there for 45 minutes for now. By the time I want to leave, um, I, I've got I've got a headache 
and I physically I'm exhausted mentally and that might sound ridiculous probably not to you but to anyone that's listening like I'm I'm physically exhausted and mentally exhausted just because of the negativity like it's, it's not so much talking about me but it's just projecting blame onto others around the world like oh immigrants and um the banks and the pit the prime ministers and it's you know it's the same bullshit and it's like it just brings the vibe down whereas you know if you go to like an expo with like people within your industry or like for me a property networking event everyone's talking about do deals together let's do business together congratulating each other and it's just it's a different ball game yeah for sure it's like you can choose your friends but you can't choose your family yeah it's like i don't That's think right. i i don't like to make sweeping statement statements or talking absolutes but from my experience so far of everyone that I know and, and families that I've met I think almost everybody probably has some type of messed up situation in their family and I, <laughs> I do for sure like I'm not mm. gonna give specific details but like there's been a lot of shit that's gone on in my family mm. and like I'm sure a lot of similar things have happened in a lot of other people's yeah but there's definitely you know, I think it's it's up to up to you as the individual to manage, you know, your time and and allocate it accordingly, you know, to the people that you want to be around. And obviously, you know, at the end of the day, if people are your family, you know, you you don't want to feel like you have to disown them, but you can approach it in such a way that, like, okay, you know, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be tactical with my time here of like, okay, this person who is an alcoholic who happens to be a family member and has never been that great of a person. I don't have to be horrible to them, but at the same time, I need to protect myself and I want to keep the, the amount of time that I give to that person as small as possible, you know, whereas yeah. if there's other people in your family who you love and it's like, okay, fine. Like I want to be with that person, you know, once a week or twice a week or whatever, but you know, it's like, I think it just depends on the severity of, of, you know, the situation and kind of what the history has been like, you know, so there's definitely some people, you know, in my, in my family that I want to spend more time with and other people that I'm like, want to keep the time as me. Yeah, totally agree. I think, I think like your time is like a, a, a funnel or like a filter and you get to choose what and who you put in that that filter so it filters out and the amount of time if that makes sense so it's yeah and i think like family is a big one because some people might listen to this or disagree with what we're saying about like family because it's like oh they're family so you should give them more than that that's not true if your family are bringing you down or they're not supportive of you why would you want to waste your time that's a limited resource mm -hmm. um and your most valuable asset on the planet what would you want to give your time to that yeah for sure it's like as you said time is literally our most valuable resource it doesn't matter if you're elon musk like or or putin or whoever the richest person is <laughs> in the world, you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of debate yeah. but it doesn't matter how much money you have you can never buy more time back mm. and like 
you know, the way that I look at things and people might find it a bit more Mormon, <laughs> morbid, <laughs> you might find it a bit morbid, but it's like, we're all going to die at some point. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's what makes life so special is that, you know, we have a time limit and like, I know I don't want to get to my last moments and be like, oh my God, I wasted all this time with this person who was an energy drainer. And I wasted all this time doing a job that I didn't like. And, you know, things like that, like that would be the worst thing ever for me, like having regrets. And I know that I want to use my time as, as like, as well as possible and put it in the right places. Mm -hmm. So, you know, uh, you want to be selfish at times because like if you're not selfish and if you don't take care of yourself like you literally can't take care of anybody else um so yeah it's like yeah it's a bit of a sensitive subject but you know it's a really important one there's a really good quote from uh, i think it's from achilles or or someone else i'm just gonna look it up uh if i can find it yeah it's really powerful it was in it was in um troy the film oh, from nice. Um, I'll see if I can find it here on Google. Um, but there's also another uh, really good quote, uh, Memento Mori. And I got that from, listen to Ryan Holiday. Oh yeah, it's good as. And uh, it's something I can't remember. I think it might've been Marcus Aurelius or, or someone that said it, but it's like, you will die. And it's like, just a reminder that, to make the most of the time that you have, you know, mm. and the time that you have here is, is very, very valuable. So don't do it doing things that you don't like or enjoy or with people that you don't want to be around. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Agree. I totally, totally agree. Mm. <laughs> That's just, you quote, you will die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it yeah. just depends on your perspective. You know, you could look at that yeah. in a bad way and be like oh sure what's the point to live in or you can look at it in the opposite way of like oh my god like i've only got this amount of years left like let's go 110 percent and and do as many you know things as i can and yeah. like that yeah. doesn't have to mean that you're pushing yourself really hard all the time that could literally mean oh like tomorrow i want to spend all day with my girlfriend and just chill out and watch netflix mm. you know spend quality time together you know so it's really, I think, just depends on your perspective of it. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm trying to find that quote here. So uh, where is that? Oh, yeah, here, here we go. So he said, they envy us because we're mortal, because any moment might be our last. Everything is more beautiful because we're doomed. You will never be lovelier than you are now. We will never be here again. Mm. Was... I'll quote that yeah and i i think i watched troy i came out in 2004 actually you can see here and like i so i was what 10 so it had quite a big impact on me seeing that and seeing brad pitt uh absolutely ripped and oh uh, yeah is that what is that what got you on the journey, your pt journey was it <laughs> that might have sowed the seeds from a young age <laughs> yeah that's what it was yeah <laughs> I just went looked my seeds when I looked at Fat Bastard from Austin Powers. That's where I went. That's the, that's the road I went down. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Very inspirational. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I was like, oh, I like that character. It's funny. I'm just going to eat loads of shit and look like him. Nice. That's gas. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned earlier about, um, you know, the anxiety that, that you went through. Um, and like, 
So what do you feel like were some of the things that maybe helped you most with the anxiety? And like, what was it like before? Like if you were to, you know, describe it, what was it like when it was like at its worst? Yeah, I can give you an exact specific moment um, for that, actually, because it was that then when I just had enough and I decided to just try and do something about it. And this was at, this was actually way after the CBT. And okay. I just had enough. Like, so I was in, um, for anyone that knows Birmingham, I was in the, the ball ring. So like a big shopping mall, shopping center. And I was in, I was just hanging around in there because my sister was, had her driving theory test that day. So I just, I dropped her into town and I went to the ball ring just to have a look around. And I was standing there and I was on, I was on my phone. Um, I was on like, the first floor and you can look down to see what's on the on the ground floor. And um, there were people giving out like free water samples just because every weekend there's someone giving out like chocolate or water or like, you know, the company's trialing products. And I was like, I really want one. But I was like too anxious to go and just ask for one. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought it sounds ridiculous. And then like, I so I stayed still and then I put, and then I got my phone out and then I was on my phone, but then I felt like it was at that time where like, you know, smartphones had become quite a kind of bad because everyone was on, everyone, it was even on the news about like, you know, kids and adults looking at their smartphones consistently and not paying attention to the world. So I was looking at my smartphone and I had had this feeling that everyone was staring at me, even though I know they weren't, probably no one was paying attention to me. I was like, right, put my phone away. And then I was like, I'm going to go down and get some water. So I really like psyched myself up to get to get some water. And um, I went down the escalators, went down, um, went round the one of the stalls. And um, the guy who was giving out water just to anybody, didn't even have to say anything. I was begging and praying to whoever that he wouldn't approach me and give me the water because I didn't want that interaction because I was so anxious about it, like about how ridiculous is that? I know it to me it wasn't at the time, but it sounds like what the hell. But that that was a bad case uh, of anxiety, I think. Um, just I just didn't want to, yeah, just wanted to get out of there. I don't. I never felt anything like that before in my life. Mm-hmm. Just worked myself up completely. Yeah, makes sense. What um, age were you at the time that happened? I think I was like probably like 24, 25. Wow. I mean, like five years ago. Yeah, it's um, it sounds pretty similar to what I experienced as well. Like when I was when I was younger, I never, you know, I didn't have the words to put a label on it, so I didn't know mm-hmm. what it was. It's only like now that I've done a lot of you know uh, counseling and and self reflection and and journaling and stuff on things that I can look back and know what it was. But I know, like even like when I was in primary school, like seven or eight like I was always like really introverted shy had anxiety when it comes to simple things like you know asking a question in class or you know talking to people um girls especially <laughs> especially yeah 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 of course um uh, but even even like even talking to 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 other boys at the time you know, it was, it was a very difficult thing to do. And I like, I think a memory that sticks out for me is like when I was um, like maybe 11 or 12, you know, in the local shopping center, if there was a crowd of people, 
like I'd feel so much anxiety that I'd be like, oh, I'm not going to go in there. I can't like, I can't walk through that crowd. Mm-hmm. And it'd be worse if there was like other people my age or maybe just a little bit older, like maybe a year or two older. Mm-hmm. I'd have so much anxiety that'd be, you know, I literally just wouldn't go in. Like if I was with my granny or someone at the time, I'd be like, no, I'm, I'm just not going in. I'll stay in the car. You can go and do your shopping. Yeah, yeah. Really, really bad. Like, and um, it ended up, getting so bad during secondary school like uh between when i was 14 to 17 that i ended up missing a lot of school um Mm. i used to like fake being sick and i didn't know why at the time but it's because i was literally riddled with so much anxiety and stress about being in a social environment that i'd physically try and make myself sick or just pretend that i'm sick Mm. just to not go into school yeah yeah in this in the second last i can't remember if it was my second last year or the last year of secondary school i was like 16 or 17 but i missed something like 24 or 25 days due to sickness and it wasn't yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. it was it was sickness but it was it was mental health sickness it was anxiety and it was stress and that it's a really long story how that came up, but it's just from, uh, you know, a lot of loss that I'd experienced from kind of childhood and through my early teenage years of just losing a lot of people that were kind of close to me that kind of manifests itself in, into anxiety and yeah, it became really bad. So yeah. Similar. Yeah. Sounds like, yeah, it does sound quite similar to be fair, but it's, yeah, it's, it's crazy how people can, that do have anxiety can go through that because people that I think everyone suffers with some form of anxiety can be mild, can be strong, like in our case. But yeah, it's like if you've never had it or you probably have had it, people, there are people that are young that have anxiety, but you just don't know what it is. You just think it's something's wrong with you, like, but you don't know what it is. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, it's very hard to understand, especially when you're younger, but at least you know, as you start to do more self-reflection and stuff and, and look back as you get older, it's easier to kind of be like, oh, that's that's what it was. It's like there wasn't something wrong with me. It was it's a response that my body's come up with, you know, like um, one of the reasons why I like Gabor Mate so much is because he has a quote and he's like, you know, don't ask what's wrong, but ask uh, like when it comes to addiction, he'd ask, yeah. like, don't ask about what's wrong with the addiction, but what's right about it. Like, what has it done for you that allows you to feel better? You know, because yeah. a, a lot of people who suffer with anxiety then end up having some type of, you know, issue with not everybody, but some people end up having issues with either smoking or drinking or yeah. hard drugs or, or, you know, pornography or, you know, uh, can even be training, can become an, uh, an unhealthy yeah. addiction, yeah. you know. Uh, ex- like extreme bodybuilding or whatever it may be and so it's like the compassionate question to ask is like what was right about that thing that I was doing because you're acting from a place of trauma or a place of you know a very negative experience that you've had and so your body is literally in a fight or flight state to try and protect you and one of the ways it does that is from my understanding anyway of psychology is one of the way it does it is through something like anxiety because it's like 
if you feel anxious enough, it means you're probably not going to put yourself in a dangerous situation, you know? Mm. So yeah. if you don't put yourself in that dangerous situation, then you're keeping yourself safe. But the thing is like, if you are taking yourself away from what your body perceives to be dangerous situations, that can often mean that you become really introverted. You stay at home all the time. You don't talk to anybody else. And you, you just stick to yourself. And then obviously your mental health gets even worse as a result because now you've got no social contact with anybody. And yeah. it's like a vicious, like negative cycle that you can yeah. get. So <clears throat> that was like a, a big learning curve for me of kind of like asking the question of like, okay, why do I feel this? And what, where has it come from, you know? And I think the more that you kind of dig into that as uncomfortable as it is you then can like be more compassionate with yourself and being like oh i felt all that anxiety because all of these really shitty things happened to me when i was mm. three when i was seven when i was nine and it's manifested itself you know literally in my body this way so yeah absolutely spot on that yeah yeah 100 percent. yeah it's um yeah the hard thing to do though you know like so it's it's something that takes time and you know some people are happy to address it and some people never do you know so it just depends on what kind of stage of your journey you're on because yeah. people address it you know like you when you're 24 or 25 and other people they might wait until their 40s or for me it was i was similar to you like uh it was at the start of 2019 so it would have been 20 yeah 24 actually as well yeah 2019 2019 hang on a minute that's when that's when you and i first got speaking yeah that's when we first started working together yeah i think it was just after you got out of therapy right or you currently got one when you were getting therapy yeah or i when you had a coach yeah, I'd started doing counseling like at the start of 2019. So I think we started working together maybe March? September. Yeah. Like that. yeah. I can't remember exactly. It's so long ago. Feels like <laughs> feels like a long, long time ago. But it's yeah. been been really cool to see all the progress that you've made, especially like strength-wise, is pretty astounding. Especially mm. with COVID, how you continue to, you know, see a lot of progress in, in all different areas. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, I guess it's um, just deciding just to work on myself because I'd never actually done that before. I'd just gone through life doing what I was supposed to do, or uh, in quotation marks, supposed to do. Yeah. Whereas, like, I need to actually change because um, you all, you sort of you grow up with a similar worldview to your parents, and that can be that can go literally from mindset about money to, to you, what you eat and diet yeah you know so like i had to change and reverse a lot of shit to where where i'm like i'm the person that i was even two years i know we always change but i feel like there was a large period of time where i was just the same person um but i've every year for me like i change so much because i'm always working on my mindset all the time yeah, some of it's probably a bit woo-woo as well, but, you know, it works <laughs> for me. Yeah, like, it just depends on what kind of level you're at, you know, because, you know, what's woo-woo to someone else makes perfect sense to... That's you know, right. Yeah, yeah. Sense. So it depends what 
how how open you are to to new ideas and things i suppose um that's something i wanted to ask you about actually strength wise because when we first started working together um you were at like what zero chin-ups yeah. zero push-ups like strength was like very very low and yeah after i can't remember the time frame six months or eight months like you got to the point where what was your your personal best for chin-ups like you got up to eight or ten uh, my personal best um is like i want to say like 13 wow there you go um, but that was enough that was in the space of like two years mm-hmm. mm. yeah. yeah like that's really good progress for like that's the thing a lot of people don't realize when it comes to building strength that takes time when it comes to you know uh having more energy having less anxiety less stress mentally feeling better that happens really quickly like yeah yeah within a week or two the strength is the thing that takes the longest to build up and in the medium term you know what you can see is obviously gradual changes in Mm. how you look how you feel Uh, your strength obviously slowly goes up but it's a gradual process but like going from zero to 13 in two years that's a 1300 percent increase mad so, isn't it yeah like when you put it like that yeah yeah um yeah. i was like if <laughs> if either of us got a 1300 percent return on any of our investments i think we <laughs> yeah be happy. <laughs> especially in two years yeah yeah, yeah. yeah it's, a, it's a good good roi <laughs> yeah, for sure because like yeah. with um you know when it comes to let's say the vanguard footsie all world i was yeah. looking stats for that the other day and the average return on that i think has been like uh over the last 10 years has been 145 percent the s p 500 has been like 250 percent or something like that yeah you know so when and like that's that's a good return you know of of whatever that works out at like 25 percent on average you know per year yeah but when you put your when you put your strength in terms of that of like i gained 1300 percent on this exercise it's like holy shit like that's crazy it is a lot isn't it actually yeah yeah when you put it like that it's crazy but yeah i think it was just um it's it's the it's consistency isn't it and doing the right thing um because the science is out there on how to do that mm-hmm. and you can definitely do it as you, you just got to I think, I think the biggest struggle was getting my first one over the line because i was like i'm just not built for this but I kept going anyway, even though I thought this is bullshit. Even oh, currently because I was annoyed that I couldn't do one. But mm-hmm. it took me, I think it was my last week of training. Like I got out of 12 twelve week program with you. And it took me my last week. I think it was my last session or second to last session of my last week. That I got my first pull up un, unassisted. Yeah. And obviously we, we compared it, didn't we? And I was like, no way. And I was I was on on a buzz for like the whole weekend because I think it was on like a Friday as well. <laughs> nice, yeah. Like the hardest thing is literally going from from zero to one. Like it doesn't matter what movements it is: chin ups, push ups, sit ups. Like pick any movements. Like getting your first one over the line is is so hard because it's it's like you said it's that it's in, that ingrained belief of oh can I actually do this. Mm or I'm not able to do this, or, you know, I'm not built for this, or, you know, whatever the narrative in your mind is. Yeah, it definitely is a narrative. And um, 
like I seen a video earlier today of like on the subconscious mind that our conscious mind is only 5% of our brain. Mm. Subconscious mind is about 95% of our brain. So a lot of thoughts and behaviors and actions and stuff that, that we do actually are all subconscious. Mm. And it's like the iceberg again, you know, the tip of the iceberg is the 5% and the, and the 95% is the subconscious, you know, that we're not even aware of. So that's where the mindset part of everything comes in, you know, and like the great thing that I find really interesting about, you know, training or, or, you know, having consistency with your exercise or your workouts is that it teaches you so many skills that you can apply to everything else, you know, to your family life, to work life, if you're self-employed, because it's the same principles that you can apply to everything of like, okay, I need to show up regularly. I need to be consistent. I need to focus on progress of some type, have a growth mindset, not mm. a fixed mindset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so. Yeah, 100%, yeah. The gym, with the right person to to train you or teach you, or if you even if you look, look on videos of, of someone, with the, with the right, yeah, mindset going in, the gym or it doesn't even have to be gym just turning up to do some form of exercise and the discipline and consistency that's behind it that can definitely uh like you said like change your life and you can incorporate that sort of um routine or whatever that is into everyday life right yeah and most importantly it gives you the confidence of knowing like that you can do it because even like if we use the the chin-ups example, if you prove to yourself that you can go from zero to one, yeah. you know, with 12 weeks of, of hard work, which is by the way, a really good time frame yeah. to, for that to, to make that happen. I think it took me like for like five months to even get my first chin up or six months when I first yeah. with no guidance. Yeah. Like, use that as an example. It's like you can apply that to anything because the confidence that you get from proving to yourself that you can do something productive like that is like well if i can do that what else yeah yeah the more that you do you know you can go yeah from zero to one that's like okay well if i can get to one then i can go from one to two two to three three to five five to ten like Mm. all the way up to 13 and it's like it's just the confidence that that comes with that can be like can be so huge um because i feel like that that was one of the things that i didn't really have much i didn't have any confidence at all when i was younger so when i started seeing some progress with different things it was never school because i've never been good at memorizing extra long long pieces of paper but when it came from things outside of school like golf or going to the gym you know it's it gives you that confidence that's really like essential so it's it's not something that a lot of people i think think of initially when they think of training they're just like this is going to be really hard and i'm not going to enjoy it and it's like when you look at the surface level of it it's like it can create so many like positive things for you yeah totally agree no i love that yeah no spot on yeah yeah i think it's been a it's been a really good, good, good catch up and talk. Uh, how long? Have we, yeah, we must be going for like an hour nearly. Are we? Yeah, I think we have. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm being cold, so uh, <laughs> we'll have to wrap it up there and do a part three soon. <laughs> cool. No worries, bro. Yeah, it's great to chat.
like uh we could probably chat for for days on end about so many different things easily but before uh before we wrap up um because this is going to be on my podcast as as well as yours awesome um, so at the moment like where's the easiest place to to find your podcast or like uh, I'll, I'll put the links in the description below anyway but cool. where where should people go to follow you yeah uh simply on uh, instagram it's the all right investor that's at the all right investor and uh i'm also on linkedin as well which is just shane trainer this is our my name will probably be in the show notes on how to spell trainer because it's not like they can the usual the shoe or whatever the sports thing <laughs> uh yeah so they're the best best places to contact me to be honest um and yeah my podcast is called the all right talk show as well and i think it's either episode it's, it's one of the first five episodes is episode sort of the, your first episode so yeah go and check that out if you are listening and i guess likewise how can people contact you elan for my podcast listeners it's coach elan across everything um instagram facebook um Email is elan at coachelan.com. Website is coachelan.com. LinkedIn is uh, Elan Darcy. And um, yeah, I suppose uh, something I want to mention it when we do another podcast, we'll probably talk maybe a bit more about investing, uh, yeah. short term, long term investing, property, um, money mindset, maybe more kind of like around financial planning all that kind of stuff that we didn't really get to cover yeah that, that'd be great yeah that would be definitely worth a part three for sure maybe some stuff yeah. on credit cards and you know applying for mortgages and all that yeah kind of yeah stuff. yeah we'll have to see the differences between uh ireland and uh england and see if there's any differences there yeah mm-hmm. yeah nice one all right cool Good stuff well i'll end the recording here and uh then we can have a chat after nice